Welcome, bride chillas and groom chillas. Groom chillas, Alicia. Let's uh, let's workshop that. You're listening to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one wedding podcast hosted by author, comedian, and wedding advice giverer Alicia McCormick. We have reached Friday in. I called it yesterday. I called it International Wedding Podcast Question Week. No, that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Put that on a t-shirt. Hashtag. Hashtag International Wedding Podcast Question Week. What would the acronym of that be? Oh, I-W-P. Ip, ip. It's better than, look, we've discussed this before, but the acronym for Save the Date is STD. <laughs> and for those youngins in the audience? Well, you know, if you don't know what STD is, you shouldn't be having sex. Hmm. But don't they call them STIs now? Oh, God. Did they change the name? Yeah. What's the difference? Uh, in- infection rather than disease. <laughs> They're both gross. Just practice safe sex. Or just don't spread crabs and syphilis. What Last time we used the word anus. That That is true. And now we've used syphilis. Straight into syphilis. There's a distinct pattern who are we we haven't even introduced ourselves i'm alicia the host of the save the date wedding podcast and you are the husband <laughs> you always make me laugh and people must be sick of hearing me laugh at you but you make me laugh that's what's happening i've had a great week here mm, good sitting here in the bedroom yep the sun is streaming in finally oh it's glorious we're in our new apartment it's lovely this weekend we've uh, purchased a new ps4 game Call of Duty. Black Ops 17 or something. So many. But we enjoyed playing that last night. We've been watching a lot of House of Cards. I feel like, you know, I get I struggle because the Underwoods are truly evil. F you, America. F you, America. I really look up to them. (laughs) (laughs) Without the murder and the deception. But, you know, they think ahead. They're good planners, the Underwoods. I respect their their use of, like, going, listen, we want this to work for us. So this is how we're going to make it happen. Yeah, they're definite role models for you. Yeah, well, I don't want people to get the wrong impression. <laughs> but, you know, we need to just... you got to have your role models. And perhaps they're not safe, good role models. Anyway. You, you also liked Walter White as a role model as well, didn't you? Not as like... I just liked his drive. <laughs> <laughs> he was very enthusiastic. In the first couple of years, you know, because he went... You know, the famous thing is that he goes from Mr. Chips to... Scarface. Scarface. Okay, that's mm. not great. No. But... He knew what he wanted, and deep down he just wanted to help his family by cooking meth. Mm. Shall we move on? Yep. Um, Okie dokie. So, I've got a couple of voice messages to share with everyone and you today, and a couple of emails, because the point of this week has been trying to crank on through some of these amazing questions that you have been writing to me. And um, I did say yesterday that Jess will be disappointed, because I have not got through nearly as many as she had planned. Like... even after this week, there's still dozens remaining, aren't there? More than dozens. More than dozens. Yeah. We're not allowed to say that, though, because it gives me the palpitations. the palpitations. I feel like I'm letting all those people down, but you know I'm not. Deep mm. down, I'm mm. going to get through all of them. Um, so, this is from, do we think, Nissa? Nissa. In Seattle. She says, hey, Alicia, I've been listening to your podcast multiple times a day since day two of our engagement. Hmm. She probably listens to me more than you do. 
<laughs> I listen while getting ready in the morning, sometimes while at work, while walking home, and sometimes I re-listen to episodes with my fiancé when I think it's something he could benefit from. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yep. He doesn't have to listen to all of them, but if you, you know, I think sometimes having a third party say something makes things get into people's heads. I do hope that you'll do a non-wedding or at least post-wedding podcast so that my commute idle time will still have meaning after our wedding. Um, she's giving me until September of next year to figure it out. September 2017. Yeah. I think we can do something by then. Yeah. I did say last week that I am accepting ideas for podcasts because you know, you know, because you live with me, you're married to me, that <laughs> yes. I'm really struggling with the next idea and I haven't quite felt the idea happen yet. You've got you've you've got a lot of ideas, mm. but uh, I just you know, want to do the yeah. right thing. Yeah, well, there is no right thing. Oh God, that's deep. That's deep. But no, I mean, I just want to do the thing that people, you know. Obviously, I've developed this wonderful community, and I want to do what's right for them, for you out there. And I think the idea to create something that you would want to listen to is obviously the best end goal slash game. Mm. Anyway, Nissa says, I'm writing to you because I have been under a crippling amount of stress in the first three weeks of our engagement, and most of it can be attributed to my parents. Mm. My parents and I are extremely close, and therefore they feel entitled to have an opinion about everything. And this opinion changes every day. For example, yesterday, I was told that I shouldn't limit the number of guests at our wedding because I was saying no to a lot of their guest list requests. Today, the story is that I should have a small wedding with a casual party for friends afterwards. This is what I've been dealing with every day for the last three weeks. <laughs> my fiancé and I put down a deposit to secure a date and a venue that we love. I called my parents to share the news and uh, I was met with disapproval. That's too much to be spending on a wedding. We're paying for it ourselves. Why don't you just look outside the city? Because we love the city and we can afford to get married in it. Is this normal? Is wedding planning always rocky to start out? And do people eventually let up as time goes by? Advice, stories, and assurances would be helpful. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. I think uh, I think it's interesting that she's very close to the parents, to her parents, yet, and that's a good thing, but also mm. it could backfire in a way because clearly they feel quite comfortable in telling her... What to do and when to do it and how mm. to do it. Mm. And parents are very connected to this process and feel like... You know, I was saying in an episode yesterday uh, about a lovely listener was asking questions about, you know, she doesn't want her father to walk her down the aisle and her dad can't quite get that. Mm. And I was sort of just saying sometimes it's good to try and think from the perspective of others, especially when they might have their own, um, you know, hopes and dreams or whatever stuff mm. that they've attached to it over the years that you don't know maybe he's built it up to be a big thing. And when you go, I don't want to do it, it can be bit sad Mm. so maybe nissa this is coming from the perspective that your parents don't quite know what their hopes and dreams of this day for you are but they're quite happy to take you on the journey of emotions as they do it as they flip-flop from one decision to the next Mm. i don't know i think look the first couple of weeks everyone gets really excited they get really excited really excited and really uh planning and oh let's do this no 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 oh let's do this let's do this no oh no we'll do this Mm. And I think the fact you've taken hold and you've said, I've booked the venue, we've done it, mm. this is the decision, relax. That's pretty good. I mean, three, three weeks in and they're not getting married for another, what, 18 months? It's very good. I think you're very organised. Mm. And I do think you're being a little hard on yourself with 
the time frame. I mean, it's great that you've su- succeeded in doing that. And I think also maybe your parents just need to get comfortable with what you are deciding to do. And maybe perhaps you could play, not a little game, this sounds mean, but just back it off a little bit in what you're telling them. <laughs> You know when you yep. give people yep. too much information? Yeah. Yeah. I know your mum, and if she was here right now, Veronica, who has been on the show a lot, yep. if you let her in on information prematurely, she then pre-plans everything around that. She's very quick to plan. Yeah. But everything she says and does comes from a uh, from a place of love. Oh, 100%. And I'd probably say that's the same in this situation with Nissa that her parents obviously want the best for her and her fiancé. And uh, I suppose if you keep that in mind. Yes, that they're doing things out of love for you. And sometimes, again, I've said this this week with parents, you're obviously in a situation where you are um, comfortable with being opinionated with each other. And sometimes that comfort, especially when it's associated with weddings and you're a little bit stressed and you're a bit panicked, that sometimes that that comfort and ease of being able to communicate can be taken the wrong way. Mm. So I think you just need to little be little by little plan this thing, have a nice time doing it, allow them to feel like they're a part of it but not in control of it, and that will make a big difference. Wise words. Thank you. Okay, I love sharing voice messages, and I also love when people suggest things, as uh, Christine has done now. Hey, Alicia, it's Christine. Just had a really quick um, idea for a future episode. As you know, I am a big fan of the... Uh, um, the episode where you interviewed Melissa and uh, talked to her about her takeaways, her experiences after having, um, you know, actually gone through the day. And I thought it may be helpful perhaps as a contest or even as an episode to hear um, other, from other Save the Date graduates, even just like quick tips um, and thoughts, you know, their experiences, things that they were freaking out about, um, that they realized weren't a big deal and the other way around things that they maybe didn't, uh, consider that they wish they had put more thought into, uh, and things, things like that. Um, just an idea. I hope you're doing well and I will talk to you later. Thanks. What a great idea. I yeah. like that. Yeah. A, uh, bride chiller graduate. Be, be chill. Be chill. Oh, that's good. Brackets ons. <laughs> That's a very academic of you that yes. you just said that, dear husband. That's yes. a lovely idea, Christine, and I think it is something that I would like to do way more of. And especially, I've had lots of people write to me and say that they've carried on listening post-wedding. Mm. If you are one of those listeners... Please and, write in. Please write in. <laughs> Again. But I would like to feature, and maybe this could be something I could do once a month, perhaps, and do an episode where we talk exclusively to... A bride chiller graduate. A what did you call it? A B chill. B chill. Like, you know, B eng or B B A, B Arts, B A, B A. B A. Yeah. I feel like my people are more arts people. Fine. Um, which I am. But that would be a really nice idea and also to hear from people that have been there, done that, and also uh, you know, the reality of weddings. There are lots of different experiences and emotions felt by lots of different people. Mm. I I remember uh, before we got married, Mm. uh, I can't remember who we spoke to, but various people about their wedding day. And I remember the biggest thing uh, we were told was that it goes 
so quickly. Super quickly. And to actually take some time out, whether it's, you know, five minutes or ten minutes, just to sort of meet up and say, oh, hello, blah, blah, blah. Good to see you. Good to see you. And just sort of uh, try and be in the moment for at least a little bit because it does go very, very quickly. It was quite surreal thinking back. Yeah, yeah. And it's like... uh, and you know, the funny thing is we didn't really, I mean, I was drinking on the day, but we didn't really drink hard. No. I certainly wasn't drunk by the end of the night. And it was that weird sort of consistent, I had a champagne in my hand, but though I didn't, I don't really remember feeling like I drank a lot. No. And also the, the day went so quickly that by the end you're like, oh man, that's all done. That's it's all weird. done. It just went. Mm. So it would be good to hear. So if you are one of those bride chillers we're talking about, I would be delighted to hear from you and uh, interview you for the show. Very simple sort of uh, Skype online interview, as you've heard. And send us a photo of your wedding. (gasps) Yeah, I love receiving wedding photos from bride chillers and groom chillers. It's delicious. It's like I feel like I know you guys, so it's really good. All right, there is more Q&A after this. All right, we've got lots of questions and not much time. Sarah from uh, Washington, D.C. So she's just recently started listening to the podcast this week. Wow. Welcome. Get get amongst it, Sarah. Jeepers. I absolutely love everything about it. It has made my normally soul-crushing commute on the metro (laughs) (laughs) much less painful and, I dare say, even enjoyable. Keep up the great work. I love when you're in the commute mode and you've got a good book or a podcast or something that takes away the pain. Mm. I know I was listening, I was reading the book. Remember I was reading the Wool Trilogy? Yes, yeah. I became sort of, it's a post-apocalyptic, you know me, I love all that shit. And uh, I really got into these books. And it's funny because it's about an under, it's an under the ground community living Mm. in these big silos after some awful thing has happened to the world. And the weird thing was that the noise of the tube, because there are like elevators and noise happening, it actually became part of the soundscape for me Mm. in the book. Mm. And now sometimes if I sit on the tube without headphones on, which is quite rare actually, or if I'm reading and I hear that soundscape, it takes me back to that book. Really? Yeah, Mm. fun fact. She says, my fiancé and I are planning our wedding for this November in Sarasota, Florida. I don't know where to say it like that. But you did. (laughs) We've hired a planner and things have been going swimmingly until about a week ago when one of my bridesmaids dropped a bombshell. She may have to drop out of my wedding for financial reasons. She is married to a man who is in the the Coast Guard, so sorry, and they have moved to the West Coast and possibly even Hawaii in June. She said she will absolutely not be able to afford a plane ticket for herself, let alone her son and her husband, if Hawaii is where they end up. She's also hinted that it may be too expensive, even if they stay on on the mainland in California or Washington State. We won't know for sure when they'll be moving until the end of the month, and I'm trying to be a bride chiller about it, but I can't help but feel angry and hurt. I respect her finances and certainly don't want her to go into debt, but a big part of me feels that she made a huge commitment and should honour it no matter what she ends up doing. I've also already offered to pay for her dress and hair and makeup, as well as told her to skip the gift and shower uh, and bachelorette. Her family lives in Sarasota area and can provide her lodging, so she does not need to pay for a hotel. Do you have any suggestions about how to address my feelings without her making without making her feel defensive or pinned in a corner? 
Then beyond that, if she does drop out, do I leave the number uneven? Or uh, as a bit of a perfectionist, I think the imbalance would drive me nuts. Or do I risk hurting someone else's feelings by asking them to be the new bridesmaid? There are plenty of women uh, that I love, would love to have, but I've had my bridesmaid since June and I don't think I can bring someone new into the fold without them feeling, uh, finding out and feeling bad either directly from me or from someone else down the road. Help, what is a bride chiller to do? Sarah. That is a tricky one. I really struggle. I think you have done, can I just say off the bat, Sarah, everything the quote-unquote right way by saying, I want to help you make this as easy as possible. Yes, yeah. So I think that's really nice because straight away you're saying, yes, I acknowledge that I'm feeling a little hurt, but I have tried to put myself in her Mm. shoes. Yes, yeah, yeah. Her lady shoes. Paying for dress, saying don't worry about presents, pay for makeup, uh, all that sort of stuff is, uh, you know, a wonderful gesture to say, look, I really want you to be there. Mm. You know, it's a, a special time for me. I hope you can join me in that time. I feel like in this situation that it might be worth, well, obviously you've been talking with her and, and maybe it might be worth you floating the idea that she just came alone and didn't bring her husband and kid. Yes. Yep. That's one option. I know it would be nice to bring the crew, yep. but one, you know, airfares obviously a much better deal than three. We had friends at our wedding that came uh, sans family. Yeah, we did. We Well, Casey, your best man. Yep. And uh, we had a few, uh, actually. Dion. Yep. Uh, we don't need to name all our friends for this listeners. No, no. Let, let, let's go through them, <laughs> all of them. But we did have a number of friends who, for whatever circumstances, said one part of the partnership would yes. come and the yep. other didn't because they had little babies and money. Yeah. So we understood that. I think we were fine. We were just delighted that someone showed up. So, <laughs> But it is that problem of saying... Um, you know, reconciling with the idea that she may not come. Yeah, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, you you can't make people do things. They they're going to do what they are going to do. And as you said, the worst thing would be that she goes into debt or has some sort yeah. of financial problem because of committing herself to come to the wedding when she can't physically afford it. I do think, as you said, if she has accommodation, that's a big expense done. Yep. Yep. And. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm a true believer that we don't need to be giving bridesmaids, maid chillers, do not mean to be giving brides gifts for every freaking occasion that no. is attached to weddings. I think that's a load of baloney. So, you know, as you've already said, you don't have to be spending all the extra money. I don't know if it's worth you, and this I don't want this to be pushy because you don't want to be seen to be going, hey, I found a really discount airfare, but maybe for you to do a little bit of airfare searching and see if you can find any bargains. And even just for like a three-day round trip or something, that maybe that could be a nice sort of gesture to say, look, I really realise this is hard, but I found an airfare that's a good deal. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. But you don't want that to be like, here's the fare, I'm being a a diva. I I bought it for you. Transfer the money to my account. Oh. Oh. Oh, that would be bad. Um, the other thing I'd say is if you did get someone to take her place... Mm, yes, that's a good next part of the question. Uh, down the line, she may come back and go, oh, great news, uh, I can come to the wedding. Yeah, I think replacing is tricky. 
and actually probably more, even though you like the even numbers, I would say more trouble and potential dramas than not replacing. And it might be nice, I don't know, but it might be nice to have something at the wedding if she's not there as a little signifier that you're still you know, thinking of her. And yeah, because clearly whatnot. she's a good enough friend to be mm. bridesmaid. So um, I think it's nice to have that, like a little video or a message that she's written. And I'm sure she would feel nice. I, this can't be, and again, we go back to just like trying that. to be putting in her position to go, this would be tough to have to say to your friend, yeah. we don't have enough money. It's yeah. really hard. Yeah. Because it's embarrassing. It's awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly, it's not what she wants. It sounds like she does want to be there, but it's hard for people to admit that they're not financially yeah, that, in the same position. That takes you know, a lot of guts. And that makes me think she's a really good friend if she can be honest and sort of say, look, and not just ditch you or just say, I can't. Or she doesn't want to come at all. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> I think clearly the best solution is to get a life-size cardboard cutout. With a, with her face on yeah. it. Yeah. I think that's exactly why I have you on to co-host the show. <laughs> Expert commentary. I would love to hear what is happening now. Yes, yeah. I'd love a little update, Sarah, because it is one of those situations where, you know, things are changeable all the time. And um, we would. I know there are other people that write these sort of similar questions as well that sort of say, you know, they can't come across the country or they want to be, um, they're not available or whatever. It's always tricky. Always tricky. Um, look, that brings us to the end of the episode, dear husband. Okay. <laughs> a little bit more energy would be great. Yes, yeah, no. Well, I, you know, I was, I was, I was, I was you know, sad rather than, yeah, I think, God, end of the episode. You know? Are you sad that it's finished? Yeah. Well, that's nice. Do you enjoy doing this? Because you know lots of people love hearing you on the show. I, I don't believe that. I know. We've got to get, you've got to lose that I don't believe it because they do. <laughs> Fine. And we do get a lot of, can I just say, when we post, I post all my wedding bride chiller stuff on Instagram. I love Instagram. I'm digging it. And I'm not quite ready to move on to whatever new social platform's happening. But whenever I post something about us, just us dicking around, always gets way more attention than anything else. Hmm. Spoken like a true uh, excited podcast co-host. Hmm. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for co-hosting, dear husband. Pleasure. If uh, people would like to get in touch, what do they do? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Email? I mean, yeah, it's a modern world. <laughs> they would visit savethedatepodcast.com. Sure, yeah. yeah. Or send a raven. Send, send a raven. That's coming back soon. Is it? Yeah. Can't wait. Jon Snow's not dead. Um, he is so not dead. Spoilers. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast Q&A International Wedding Week. Hmm. It's been still working on Please that. Please write in. <laughs> it's been great. And there'll be another one coming up in May uh, and possibly June. I would say this is going to become more regularly because... There are a lot of questions out there. <laughs> If anyone has any answers, please write in. Oh, God, I love more answers. <laughs> and more suggestions like Christine's. If you have a, a lovely episode that you'd like me to do, mm. write to me. I always take you up on your offers. Yes. All right. Happy weekend if you're listening to this on a Friday. And happy days. Ciao, Bellas.